coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How's it going, man? You know, pretty good. I'm, I'm here with you doing the, you know, making business profitable podcast. So how could I, how could I not be doing good, Michael? I can tell you how. You know, you and I were in Indiana last week, and we saw your lovely daughter, and she's a COVID nurse. She's a, a nurse on the COVID floor, and has been for a year. And and she took and and when we were talking to her, she told us a story uh, that she heard from another group that just blew our socks off. Yeah, yeah, I'm still outraged. The idea, and I don't know how often this happens across the country, but these these nurses on the COVID floor and and all these frontline people. I mean, she's got marks on her face from wearing PPE that was. Uh, well beyond its useful yeah life. yeah that they they weren't giving ppe to the nurses on the covid floor but the boss of the covid floor had 10 new masks in their office they were always in their office they weren't wearing a mask but they wouldn't distribute them because they wanted to keep yeah. like their own reserve and then ultimately oh. you know you ended the fiscal year for the hospital and, oh. and instead of giving everybody a bonus or some kind of combat pay no one gets a bonus except for the executives who I'm sure spent no time on the COVID floor. Not, not only that, but the normal year over year, the normal year over year raises that they got, they didn't get this year. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's just criminal. I mean, it seems like the newspaper and the television station wouldn't want to know about that. I mean, now, how, can you, how can you take your employees and put them in harm's way and take a great big bonus and and not at least distribute that to your people that literally put their lives in the line. I mean, we, in our country, we did the hero thing last year and, and we're still doing it. You know, you treat, you know, nurses and police officers that are at front line, all the front line workers as heroes. And then up until it comes to money. Yeah. And then the corporate weenies. Yeah. That just makes me mad. Well, it makes us mad. We're both sea level kind of guys. Yeah. And that's something we would never do. So it's not a, It'd be the exact opposite. It'd be, I'm not going to take a salary this year so that I can pass on some money to the people who are getting it done. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike, but damn it, this world goes wrong. This world goes wrong with people. It doesn't go around with brick and mortar. It doesn't go around with just one service over another. It goes around with people. And it's all about taking care of people and being kind and decent to people, common courtesy with people. And... And it's about time people high on the totem pole or low look around and treat their fellow human well. And I mean, this is right after, you know, we had the shooting in Boulder this last week and damn it, it's time to start treating people well. Yeah, man, it's uh, just random violence and... Uh, Sorry, I get passionate when I talk about people. It's, it's just, it's, it's oftentimes C-level uh, employees forget the only reason they're staying there is they're staying there on a, a shelter built from individuals. Yeah, so you business owners out there, do the right thing. I know you do if you're listening to us, so 
Um, so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, thanks for getting me all fired up. Yeah. My yeah. my blood pressure is about uh, one seventy over three hundred right now. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Just I'm so so outraged. It's uh, it's a damn shame, is what it is. But uh, we're talking about uh, should I keep my money in my company? Now, what do we what do we mean by that, Mike? Well, we've been uh, we've been noticing with uh, several of our clients. You know, we. Um, we do the EGS thing, and uh, our brand promise is to double the valuation of the company in three years, and and it usually happens faster than that. So you know, all of a sudden, you know, money starts to accumulate in the cash account within the company, and um, we don't like to see a lot of money in the bank account of the company. Hmm. Um, what do you say, Dave? We we kind of like to see sixty to maybe ninety days of a reserve in cash. I, I think, uh, especially coming out of COVID, you know, some some companies were like, "What COVID?" Right, and some companies were like, "COVID really sucks." It took they sell commodities, and commodities weren't getting bought, and it, it really hurt restaurant owners. Um, I, even ninety days wouldn't have gotten by. But I mean, if you're in a restaurant, if you're in restaurant business, it's because you love food and you love to serve people. It's not sure. because you love to make lots of money, unless you have three hundred restaurants or or your Gordon Ramsay on, and you're super high end. But uh, Really, I, I think it depends on where you are. Are you in a growth mode, sustain mode, or are you in an exit mode? Uh, we, the, your company's in one of those three modes. I, and I think, I think as you dive in to how much money is enough money? Do you, and when we talk about reserves or one month or two months, are we talking just OPEX? Are we talking about revenue? Um, I think we're talking about uh, OPEX because uh, okay. theoretically okay. the gross profit is going to get generated by the sale. So let's talk about this. So you can give people a brief sabbatical if the bottom falls down on it and falls out of everything. So you look at everything. You don't look at your labor. You don't look at your your floor labor or your labor being your direct labor. You don't look at your, all your cost of goods sold, labor, materials, um, your tooling, all the consumables and stuff like that. You don't look at that number, but like your rent, your insurance, all the stuff that if you close the door, all the bills you'd still have to pay, Yeah, you have to have 90 days. I'd say nine days worth of that. So say you're running a three or $4 million company and your OPEX is about 120K a month, um, then you should have 240 to 360. I would probably lean toward the 360-day reserve uh, in the 360 thousand dollars would be a 90 day reserve in that instance um and i think that's i think it's wise because if you have a blip or if you have a bad quarter I mean it's all designed around a bad quarter right because if you can't correct a business in a quarter then we got a problem a bigger problem yeah but you know there's a strategy too that says uh maybe i keep uh 60 days in there and then i take 30 days and i put it in a i'm taking it off the table i put it in a personal mm-hmm. account but it's a separate account from my, you know, my family uh, monies. And uh, if the company needs it, then I loan the company money or, right, and charge them. And so I become my own line of credit. So a strategy. So we're we're talking about. Uh, we have a client that has uh, a few million dollars in a, like a hypo, right, or in a in a fund, and he gets a hypo and he pulls money off of that at one percent. So he's making between 7 and 10% on that money with a great investor, and he takes a loan against that money, and he gets a very low amount of interest out of that loan. 
money. So he buys equipment at 1% cost and he's making 7% on this investment that's in there. So that's just called smart business. So there's a 6% delta for the owner's pocket. Yes, yes. Right? So that, and that's exactly the perfect explanation for what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's real opportunity costs when you're just letting a million dollars sit on your balance sheet. Uh, not working for you at all. A million dollars should be making you fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Yes. Just, yes. just, and so a million, it, and in two years, it'd be one point one four million. I mean, it should be. It really should be. And in a market the way it's been in the last three or four years, if you haven't made money in a market the last three or four years, get a different advisor. But, sure. Uh, sure. But really, it's you can leverage. You can take money out, put it in your name, and you can put it in the market, invest it, and then pay taxes on the gains you make from that yeah. money, whatever, yeah. six, six, five, six, seven, 10%. I've seen guys make 20% on their money and then turn around with that cash and get, like I said, like a hypo and in 1% from 1% interest. And so I've seen sub 1% interest on that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And here's the other side of the story. You have a million dollars sitting on your balance sheet. Um, and something happens in your company, and uh, uh, I guess a jury decides that, that it was egregious enough to pierce the corporate veil. Well, now you don't have the protection of your corporation, and everything in your corporation is fair game. So if you left a million dollars in your company, then it's fair game in a, in a suit. If you took that money out and put it in your personal um um, coffers, then the, the furthest they can get is to the company. They can't get to your personal. That's the nature of a corporation is, it, you know, you, you have a, a, a corporate veil. So, um, you know, you have real liability when you have that money just sitting um, in the company. It becomes available for someone to sue you and, and gain access to it. That's right. So let's talk about these uh, different modes, though, because I think um, I think most companies, most small to medium-sized business owners don't have a strategy around their money. And uh, so we encourage small and medium-sized business owners to have a strategy around their money. For example, uh, you know, you can generate working capital by slowing down your payables and increasing your receivables, right? I mean, that's one way to... Call it um, DSOs and DPOs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could end up generating a month's worth of uh, months of 45 capital. days worth of working capital is due with uh, with vendor negotiation and LTAs and there's there's lots of stuff you can do there totally. absolutely but the but if you're in or if you're in growth mode you can take that money and buy a piece of equipment and find a way to make a hundred hundred and twenty dollars an hour on that piece of equipment and then be smart and deploy that across your ships but I sure. will say this if you have 20 pieces of equipment, and you're a one-shift operation, and you're going to buy another piece of equipment, I'm going to look at you and say, what are you doing? You have 20 pieces of equipment that are open for another shift. I mean, you can double your revenue. Go out and instead of finding equipment, find more people and deploy another shift and maximize the current equipment you have. Yeah, particularly if you have 20 pieces of equipment and your spindle utilization is 35%. Yep, yep. I mean, think about it, guys. I mean, it's... uh, I mean, we, of course, we had Justin focused on machine last week on our show. And uh, love you, Justin. You're awesome. 
and he deployed another shift. And you know what? He's going to make more revenue per spend overall. It's going to be great for him. It's it's a great story. It's very wise, and uh, it's the right thing to do. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So if yeah, if you're in a growth mode and and uh, you're finding work, and uh, maybe the answer is to buy more machines. Maybe the answer is to invest in your workforce, pay a little bit more money than you would otherwise, but you have money. So, um, and then if you're in a sustained mode, Dave, that's a that's a hey, you know, I'm I'm taking home. 400, 500 grand a year. And I think I'd like to do this for the next five to six years. In that scenario, then you're gonna just decide what your what your reserves should be, whether it's 60 to 90 days. And um, anything beyond that, you just take off the table. Right? Yeah, I think I think in growth mode, you and you you always, I mean every business needs a reserve. I mean, whether it's 30 or 60 days, you need to manage your cash. So you need a reserve to make sure that if anything happens, it doesn't put you out of business because this is what thing people do. They run the wire and one blip in the radar and they go out of business. So we always recommend, you know, about a quarter worth of cash in a bank. And, and if you're a growth mode, you start knocking down that debt, building that reserve and then building your company, whether it's people or equipment or whatever you're building. So you tighten up against tight against that 60 days. And you start investing it, putting money into building your business. In sustaining mode, you've already built a business. You're at a level. You're not looking to add people or equipment. You're just uh, dealing with the normal attrition that happens year over year. And uh, you're pulling the money. And the example I gave of having you know, a financial advisor and you're putting money in this larger account and you're making interest off there and you pull money off of that, you just keep building that account. So... You do whatever tax, uh, whatever tax sheltering you can legally, right? Build that fund for you and your family. Um, and I would encourage, I would always encourage to give because life is so much richer when you can give to other people or other organizations that are doing a really good thing to, for society. And uh, and as you're sustaining, you're making. We've seen four hundred. We've seen a million dollars a year to where you pull that money out of the company and you invest it. And you build a longer term strategy with that. But instead of say you might be up to as you grow and grow and grow and you make revenue, you might actually get your reserve out to 120 days. Well, when you're sustaining and you're being consistent and you're making money month over month and you're very standard, I think it's okay to shorten that reserve to say 60 days. Yeah, because in, in, in if the table. company needs money, if, some, if there's a blip, then you don't go to your bank and you are your bank. Line of credit. You are your bank. You are your bank, and you can charge your company interest you on it. You can charge your company interest on it. That's right. That's so. right. But I mean, that's when you, that's when you increase your rent because you own the building and the business does not. That's when you know the business buys another vehicle. That's why you got to be smart with your tax sheltering. Uh, get with your CPA and make those choices. Get with your CPA, but always make sure there's a finance guy in the room with your CPA so you get really solid advice. You need both sides of that coin. Just a little plug there. But there's another mode, that exit mode, you know, when uh, people are 700 years old like yourself, Mike. Yeah, I'm always jealous. I'm always jealous, people, because Mike is 60 and he looks younger than me and I'm 45. So I look like the older brother. Of course, I'm black and you're white. Yeah, yeah. But that uh, confuses people. Too, it really yeah. does. It really does. But uh, if you really look close, you can tell our family resemblance. Yeah. So you're in an exit mode. You're definitely taking money out, and you're probably re- reducing your reserves because um, when someone finally acquires your company, they will 
if you leave money in there, then <laughs> guess whose money that guess is. Guess whose money that is. That's right. That's right. It's it's not going to increase your multiple at all. Yep. It's smart, actually. I mean, to you, there are things you can do with that cash for tax sheltering. I mean, you really, when you go from growth to sustain and from sustain to exit, you need to be a master planner with your financial advisor. They have tricks. They have tricks of the trade that are legal. They know the loopholes that the government have put in there to to help you out. And you need to do that. You need to do that to reduce your tax exposure when, when you get into this exit mode. But leaving all that money on the table in your business when you're looking to sell in the next year or so is not the smartest thing to do. Right. And, you know, we, um, uh, over the course of this conversation this morning, we, we just make the assumption that... Uh, your company's going to do well enough to start putting off some cash. And if your company, you've been doing this for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and you're not putting off cash, you don't have a cash problem, you don't have a need to, <laughs> to manage cash, um, you're, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, go to our website and reach out to us mm-hmm. if you want to make some money. I mean, that's just, guys, that's, that's it. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is Mike and I know how to drive a company into profitability. That's why we don't like the word consultant. We love the word profitability experts. That's why uh, we're talking about making business profitable. This is where we put the stake in the tent, right? This is sure. where we put our stake in. And it's uh, you know, impacting lives through improving business performance. I'm shameless about it. I know it's a little bit of a commercial, but the truth of the matter is, if your business is struggling, um, call us. If you have a friend that their business is struggling, Call us. We price our services for the guy not making a ton of money so we can help pull him out of the mire, pull him or her out of the mire and be successful. We want you to be successful. So at the end of the day, whether you're in growth, sustain, or exit mode, there are things you need to do and be aware of with your cash. There are, get with your financial advisor, you can build a fund, you can loan company money back when you need to if you're growing, or you can make interest on it, you can do all kinds of things. Money is a blessing. Um, it is a blessing of being in the best country in the world, being able to live the American dream and grow your business. And this, you need to be smart with it and make the best decisions for you, your family, and your employees. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.